0: Hello everyone and welcome to Things You Should Care About, Modern's first ever educational podcast.
1: We are your hosts, Nadasha and Samiksha.
0: Please welcome Dr. Sheetal Deshmukh. Hi. Hi, Hi Dr. Deshmukh. How are you today? Yeah, I'm fine. How are
2: you all doing?
0: We're good. We're doing well.
2: So all of you are going through your online education? So our school does this thing where we have four days on-site and one day online. Okay, so that's a combination of both.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So our first question for you is, so seeking help at a young age may be really difficult as some parents and guardians may be wary about seeking help for a mental illness. So how do you suggest teens speak to their parents about this in a non-confrontational manner?
2: Uh, Yes, it's a very important question that you've asked. See, uh, the main difference between adults and children is that uh, adults can identify their problems and they can go and seek help from any mental health professional, whereas children, depending on their age, Mm -hmm. uh, teens because, uh, I mean by that, I mean adolescent, because of their uh, more of exposure and uh, because of the groups which they share and the friends which they have, at least discuss about their problems uh, in class or uh, in the other activities, whereas small children are not able to do so at all. So, uh, if the parents identify certain changes which they are observing in their kids. The parents should be very open first to discuss it with the child and if they are not able to figure out why these particular changes are happening, they should seek help and they should talk at least to a counsellor, a psychologist. If the psychologist feels that there is something more which is happening, like the child needs Uh, medical treatment, then the the particular child will be referred to a psychiatrist. As far as adolescents are concerned, it does happen that um, many a times when they want to talk to their parents, they are not able to express it in the right way or the problem which they are going through may be expressed in terms of their behavior like anger, frustration, irritability not able to concentrate in their studies and going down in their studies, like the academic performance dropping down and all that. And parents look at it just at this way that it's only because they are not doing it. They are not putting enough efforts. They are getting distracted. They are not listening to them. Yeah, In such a case, it can happen that there there is a, a kind of wall which is happening between the children and the parents. In that case, if the parents are not able to identify these signs as a mental disturbance happening in the child or in the adolescent, then the child should be open enough to speak about it to the teachers or any other person. I'm sure there will be some person in their life like any, any other guardian or anybody in the extended family
0: which will be able to
2: help them out.
0: So, you mentioned some of the common changes that children go through and how to identify these. Yeah. So, yeah. suppose a parent does identify them, what would be the best way to talk to them without sounding rude or making them feel bad?
2: Yes. So, first thing the parents need to know is that if there is some change happening in the child's behavior, one is behavior and one is the routine of the child, you know, like uh, the sleeping pattern or the eating pattern or the energy levels of the child. Any of these things coupled with the change in the behavior of the child. First, the parents need to sit down and talk. Okay? As to that, they can be very open about it but as you said, not in a rude or arrogant, uh, arrogant or derogatory manner. First thing is no Blames, no accusations. Try to understand what the child is going through. Okay, let the child speak. If the child is able to express, the parents will also come to know that certain things which are happening are not in the child's control. The parents will be able to identify and uh, then they can seek help. They can seek help. And as I said, sometimes it does happen that even the parents could be going through some kind of issues in their own personal life. In that case, the child might feel that speaking to parents is not... They are not going to understand me at that, this particular time. So, you speak to your friends. Speak if your friends are open. You can talk to their families. You can speak to your teachers. I think teachers are also your... Uh, you know, they are your second parents now till the time you pass out. Yeah. And uh, there will be someone, there's some confidant with whom you can speak. And you can tell them that... Uh, If you could put this up to my parents, because I'm not able to do so. That will really help.
0: That's actually very interesting. On the line of that, as you said, emotional support from parents is extremely important. Yes. Exactly how important is it for people battling mental illnesses? See, family support for any
2: patient of any age group who is suffering from a mental illness is of utmost importance. May it be a child, adolescent, adult, senior citizen, or an old age person. Because it is it is in a physical illness, there are things which are happening to you and certain clinical signs which are shown up. And that's why the person can go and seek help from a doctor. Then certain tests and investigations are done on which the reports will again. Uh, reflect what the person is going through, hmm? and the medicines will be prescribed. But in case of a mental illness, there is nothing like these particular uh, physical signs will be obvious, obviated, or there is nothing like there can be any investigations or reports can be done. It's entirely on how the person himself expresses. And in such a case, who who can identify all this more than the family, isn't it? So the families emotional support is very important. One, first to identify the problem. Second, to take the patient uh, to a proper mental health professional. Third, to continue the treatment till the mental health professional or the doctor says, yes, now the patient has come out of it. Uh, Just going once is not going to help. And follow all the instructions in terms of, the whole family has to get together to help the person to come out of a particular uh, problem, disease, disorder, if it is diagnosed.
1: All right. Uh, yeah. So let's move on to eating disorders. So why do yeah. you think that eating disorders such as anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorders exist?
2: Yeah, I'm glad that you've come out with this uh, question because it's very important, especially for your age group people and uh, girls yeah because eating disorders are very common amongst adolescent young girls in the age group between 16 to 20 yeah and uh, see they exist because there is something going wrong in the brain and uh, there are multiple factors why they why they happen but one of the major factors is that there are certain neurochemical changes which make a person prone to eating disorders Then there are other factors like personal uh, problems or family problems, certain stress happening from the external factors, which also do contribute. There is also a genetic component to eating disorders, yes. But that is not the whole and sole factor.
1: You said that's not the entire factor. So is there any direct correlation to eating disorders and the social media's unhealthy portrayal of a perfect body?
2: Yes, definitely. Because, especially in girls, who are maybe genetically and neurochemically prone to develop an eating disorder. By that, what I mean is that the uh, neurochemical neurotransmitter changes, which do happen in any psychiatric problem, certain people are prone to it in such Girls, I say girls because eating disorder is extremely common in girls. It is a rare thing in boys. In such type of patients, if they are getting a continuous input about what a perfect body should be. And in our society, it is always that what is a perfect body, what can be projected, what is more desirable, what is more attractive is something which is always you have to be on the thinner side. Like the size zero which was which came up with uh, Karina Kapoor's uh, yeah, you know few of the roles which she played up in the movies and that became very popular at that particular time there were a lot of girls who started feeling that they should be having this kind of size zero and though they could not attain it, but I'm sure a few of them must have little developed obsession towards going to size zero and then they must may have faced this problem of eating disorder.
0: Uh, So, as you said, eating disorders are very, very common, especially around our age group. So, what are like a few very, very common signs, very common physical signs that can show us that, oh, this person has an eating disorder? Or, I know there's also a mental component to it, but what are some of the more physical signs?
2: Yeah, see, per se, eating disorder, when it gets diagnosed... That is not very common. Okay. The tendency to be a very thin girl. Hmm? That is common. If you ask any girl, any girl is going to say, ki, yes, I would be better off if I had shed some kilos or I would be uh, thinner than what I am right now. Okay. But eating disorder per se, which is the main, uh, the, one of the m- main types of eating disorder, which we call as anorexia nervosa. Okay, in which there is a fear of gaining weight, and then that fear is constantly there in the mind. And that person to get diagnosed with this, that is rare. That is not. Uh, I mean, any other girl who wants to be thin doesn't get diagnosed with anorexia nervosa. Basically, a a girl who started thinking more about it or develops a fear of gaining weight should be. Uh, picked up and uh, we have to intervene before she goes on to develop this severe disease. Okay? Because what are the what are the signs of this severe disease? It just doesn't remain to her mental setup. Then the physical signs start showing up. Okay? The, the girl becomes very weak, extremely weak. There are signs of malnutrition which come up because the girl has not eaten for maybe days together. There will be extreme weakness, giddiness, dizziness. All those things related to malnutrition and weakness could be seen. There there can be hair fall. There can be changes seen in the skin, color, nails, everything.
1: So a lot of teenagers actually romanticize having anorexia just so that they can be skinny. So what would you tell them from avoiding forcefully getting an eating disorder. Yeah. So,
2: you know, as I said that, you know, because of the social uh, scenario and uh, because of the general concept which exists among adolescent girls that you are attractive only if you are thin. Okay. And you need to have perfect body dimension. Okay. So, There are other ways where you can get fitter. Just giving up eating and developing a fear of not gaining weight will not make you a fit person. Because with this fear is going to come a lot of anxiety and depression, which is going to be difficult for you to handle.
1: So when you mentioned fear, what kind of fear? Like, how does it start? Where does the fear come from? And what are you scared of? Except gaining weight.
2: Oh, The gain—the fear of gaining weight is the main thing which these girls are suffer from. And that is so much there that they are preoccupied with the gain, with the fear of gaining weight. And they literally monitor their weight on a day-to-day basis. They monitor their intake of calories on our basis on hourly basis that how much they have eaten so how many calories have gone in so few extra calories now they need to lose weight immediately so that level of thinking thought process develops and when you get into this kind of thought process obviously you're going to have uh, anxiety all right
1: so does yeah. the does having um, anorexia also include working out excessively
2: it is both it is both it is starving extreme starving at times and also with the fear of gaining weight you you uh, get into things which will uh, kind of which you think will make you lose weight but that is seen more with bulimia than with anorexia yeah one thing about eating disorders i just wanted to uh, stress was that a person, a girl who has had eating disorder for a few months or a long time and she is not she's left untreated or unaddressed and uh, no help is given. then what can happen is that it can start uh, she can start having hormonal changes because of that and a lot of girls go into you know uh, they have these problems in their menstrual periods. They don't have menstrual periods and that can create another anxiety that why am I not having my menstrual periods, which used to be very regular otherwise. All right.
1: So another disorder that we wanted to talk about was bipolar disorders. I personally yeah. don't know much about it. Do Neither you
0: Natasha? Do I. I know it's it kind of factors in anxiety i think i'm not i think too
1: sure. I, my assumption of it is extreme mood swings yeah yeah
0: exactly so we don't know much about it so we were wondering if you could tell us a little more about what bipolar disorder is and how it affects people on the daily
2: yeah see uh, bipolar disorder is a type of a mood disorder okay it comes under the category of mood disorder by that, what we mean is the most common type of mood disorder is depression, where you have low mood. Everything is less in that disorder. Like You have low mood, you start feeling sad, you are having more of negative thoughts, you want to give up on life at times, you get suicidal ideation, your energy levels are low, you, don't, you can't concentrate in your studies, in your work so that these are typical signs of depression okay in bipolar what happens is there is cyclic occurrence of depression and exactly opposite of depression what we call as mania okay so these two are very serious problems sometimes the mood goes down which we call as depression and sometimes the mood gets very high so much high That, you know, the person goes into mania and then the person starts having overactivity, overspending, hyper-energetic behavior, uh, becomes euphoric, starts spending money. So, this is exactly opposite of what a depressed person would do. Okay. So, these two things, depression and mania, come in cycles. Now, the episodes of depression and mania can last from few days to few months. And they can come one after the other. So it's a very serious problem. And people, at at, at the same time, when they go into a manic episode, they can literally spend the entire money what they have earned in their life. All right. Right?
1: Um, Yeah. And you said that there are episodes of the bipolar disorder. Yes. Is there anything called a bipolar attack or something?
2: No. So when a person gets, gets into either of these episodes, either the depression or mania, and that there is a history which we get from the patient that they, they, he has had both the episodes in his life at particular time he had gone into the history suggests that he had gone into mania and the patient can present with any episode to the doctor you know that at that particular time the patient could be in mania or depression but the past history will suggest that he had both the things
0: so a lot of awareness is being spread about um eating disorders like at least for us, whenever we go on Instagram or any social media, we see a lot of awareness being said, finally, we see a lot of awareness. But what about bipolar disorder? What do you think about how the community is reacting to it, how society is reacting to bipolar disorder? See,
2: bipolar disorder is a very serious disease, and it is generally diagnosed in adulthood. So, uh, we don't come come across many children who are suffering from bipolar disorder. It is not that common, okay? So, once the child grows up, starts working, gets into a marital life, maybe that is the time the presentations come up. It does come early early in early adulthood. But many a times we see that there is depression in children. There is depression in adolescence, okay? And that depression can continue in adulthood okay now whether that depression is going to continue just as depression or it is going to alternate with mania so that the patient can be labeled as labeled as a bipolar disorder that only time will tell yes but more than bipolar i think at your level what is more common for this age group is depression and anxiety there
1: there are these three eating disorders that everyone is talking about, anorexia, bulimia, and binge eating disorder. Are there any other disorder eating disorders that are there that isn't talked about and no one knows about?
2: Yeah, I think these are the three commonest eating disorders. Though, as I said, per se, diagnosable anorexia and bulimia are rare. Okay, there could be symptoms which are a level below this and uh, binge eating is more common you know that which can happen with people more lot of people yeah but when it only happens very recurrent and starts causing distress to the patient himself then we diagnose it as a disorder okay other common thing which we come across uh, your age group is obesity which is directly leaded, uh, which is uh, directly linked with eating isn't it and lack of exercise. So that is something which is very common, and obesity in itself can lead to a lot of mental and psychological problems, as well as physical problems.
0: Okay, that's that's interesting, actually. That's... that's really interesting. I think we, unfortunately, we don't know too much about all of this. I mean, we've definitely heard of anorexia, and bulimia and bipolar disorder but thank you so much for coming on here and telling us more about it and educating us and everyone listening about these uh, eating disorders and these mental illnesses that aren't spoken about.
2: Thank you I think you've done an excellent job you've covered so many things in a very short time and uh uh, I mean, the creating awareness about mental health issues is always very important. It, it should start at the school level itself. I'm very glad you've done that.
0: Thank, you so, thank
1: much. you so much. And to all of you guys listening, thank you so much for listening this far. And make sure to check out our next episode next Saturday. Thank you. Bye.